We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We are ready to roll. How we doing today? Ivy Nation Sports Talks Friday Rapid Fire is up and rolling. That's sort of the unofficial name to the show. And Vince and I were kind of killing some time waiting backstage for Jesse. He just popped in right before we... Literally uh, like one second. I was <laughs> yeah, that's right. in the show. I had I started the countdown <laughs> clock because I saw Salty was getting a little salty in there. <laughs> but we were... Uh, we were reminiscing about the Wonder Years, the TV show, The Wonder Years, Fred Savage, because we had a little group text this afternoon, and Jesse responded with a Fred Savage yeah. gif. So Do you, we were we so we got we were talking to each other because he and I, your dad and I, are both Wonder Years fans. Do you have any idea what we're talking about? Nope, I knew it. <laughs> it's too young. Too young. The gift just for, uh, fit the situation. That's all that it matters. Did. It, did, it did on more levels than you know. <laughs> we are here, though. We're, uh, you know, all in our usual locations. No, Derek, I am not on the road. I had a women's basketball home game last night. Domination. So that's why, you know, no, n- nothing last night. Yet. I, I, I'm not even going to go down that road. <laughs> uh, I don't know what's. I've heard different iterations of like, there's going to eventually be something that's going to happen on Thursdays since I'm gone for the next two months mm-hmm. on Thursdays, there's always going to be a women's basketball game, but um, yeah, so I'm not on the road. We I had a home game last night, Notre Dame women's basketball. They crushed wake forest. You know, it, yeah. So that was, that was good to see wake a, a good defensive team, but uh, that didn't bother Notre Dame much. No, I'll be heading to Syracuse tomorrow so home game yesterday heading to Syracuse tomorrow next week I'll be gone Wednesday and Thursday because we're going to Clemson next mm. week my first trip to Clemson so I'm looking forward Ooh, to that okay yeah all right Tiger land all right yes well guys are you ready you want to you want to throw some topics out and just kind of start uh spitting some game here let's go man that's all right I've been waiting it. all day for this <laughs> this is the fun part of the day right Jess I mean like having to work a day job, but then coming into this, like this is the way to end a day. Especially on a Friday. It's a perfect way to wrap yes. up the week. I know. Seriously. You get all the good topics in one. You get all of the, you know, right now, obviously the playoffs are just getting ready to start in the NFL. So there's lots of good things to to get into. Finn McCool is right. The three amigos right again. Here we go. Let's ride. So on a scale of one to 10, what is your, very early confidence Sam Hartman will be a Heisman Trophy finalist next December. <laughs> I guess I'll start. I'm getting the the the, the thumb point from Vince. <laughs> I put this at like a, a seven out of ten. I think that uh, it, it ultimately rides on you know there's a lot of good quarterbacks leaving, um, and I think that Sam Hartman is kind of like the front runner at this point, assuming that he he puts up similar passing stats that he did last year, and a lot, a lot of it also rides on. You know the how far Notre Dame can go if they go twelve and 0, 11 and one. Then sure, that number is definitely boosted up. If he continues passing stats like he had um, at Wake Forest, I definitely think uh, that that also boosts it. But but what you have to also look at is Notre Dame is going to have a running attack, right? And so how much of that? What what is that that share load going to look like? What is that percentage of pass run going to look like? Um, 
can he still put up as much as many numbers if he's not asked to throw the ball as many times per game? So I think a lot of it kind of hinges on where they want the balance to be in the offense. Ideally, you want like a 50-50 split, uh, but the passing split compared to what he had at Wake Forest is not going to be anywhere near the same, in my opinion, at Notre Dame. So that's kind of where what, what factors in for me. Um, if he can be elite with the ball, you know, precise, uh, kind of uh, surgical, then I, I would bump that up to more of like an 8 out of 10. But right now I'm sitting a 7 out of 10. It 100% will rely on how good Notre Dame is as a team. I mean, I the fact that Stetson Bennett and Max Duggan were finalists this past year, <laughs> if anybody says those two are two of the best college football players – and I then that, I mean, that's ridiculous. They're not They're Those two are not two of the best college football players in the country, period. So you just have to be a quarterback on a top five ish team, to be honest. And then yep. that's what it takes. And if Notre Dame is 11 and one at the end of the season, I think there's a really, really good chance that he's going to be a finalist because he's going to be a big reason as to why that is now. You, so you're basically asking me to predict whether Notre Dame's going to be 11 and one or 12 and zero. <laughs> so I'm going to put it at like a six, six and a half, because I don't want to put the cart before the horse. But in my opinion, the horse is the team. He's in the cart. So True. if the team is super successful, he's going to be a finalist. And I, I agree with Jess that his stats are probably not going to be what they were at Wake Forest. I completely agree with that. They're not going to have to be. I mean, if, if he's the quarterback at Notre Dame and they're doing well, he's, he's gonna, the driving force. He's going to yeah. be a finalist because, I mean, again, I'll go back to uh, the fact that Ian Book got Heisman votes on a Notre Dame team that was good. He had 16 passing touchdowns. Like, that's pedestrian at best, and he was getting Heisman votes. That exactly. tells you right there the strength of the Notre Dame brand. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Did you know, by the way, that like we're, we're talking about this in January, so we're obviously projecting ahead. We haven't even seen him in the spring. Florida State has already started its Heisman campaign for Jordan Good Travis. Grief! They've got a website up. They've you know the whole thing, and and some of it will depend on that. But being the quarterback at Notre Dame, if they're winning, and when you think about it, two big games will happen before the middle of October, the Ohio State game and the USC game. And Notre Dame gets to host 
both of them, and they'll both be primetime games. So those are going to be oh, yeah. golden opportunities to really launch himself right now. And just everything is like, is he going to have the numbers that he had at Wake Forest? Most likely not, but I'm like, I'm really excited about what this offense can be. And a couple other questions in this uh, rapid fire will uh, sort of address some of that as well. But Hartman, as like as of right now, Caleb Williams, who of course won the Heisman this year, is the front runner at plus four hundred. I would put, I would put like if I were Vegas, I would put Caleb Williams much lower than that, simply because there's only been one repeat winner yeah. of the Heisman. It is so hard to win again. And Drake May at plus one thousand, Michael Penix, Bo Nix, Jordan Travis, they're all plus twelve hundred. Sam Hartman. Plus eighteen hundred as of right now. His odds have actually already gone up in about a week. The first odds I saw were plus three thousand. He is Woo! now plus eighteen hundred. So That's, hey, if you get in on plus three thousand, make some money. I know. And guess guess who did? This did guy. You? Oh, you son! <laughs> you know, a little uh, little birdie in the ear wouldn't have been a bad thing there, Styers. Come on, man. <laughs> That's right. So. I like his chances. I think this offense can be really good. I think it can potentially be the best offense we've seen maybe in a couple decades here at Notre Dame with him as the quarterback. So I I guess I haven't given a number yet. I put it at around seven, seven and a half, I think, as well. I feel pretty strongly. Again, like even just looking at Vegas right now, he has the six best odds of, you know, for the Heisman already. Who's in front of him? If you don't mind me asking, Caleb Williams, Drake May, North Carolina, Michael Penix at Washington, Bo Nix at um, Oregon, and then Jordan Travis at Florida State. Okay, I like Caleb and Drake May. I, I think the other ones are kind of eh. yeah. Caleb Williams I, isn't going to win a back to back though. That's that's a sucker bet. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Because nobody's going to give it to him. Nobody wants to give back to back Heisman trophies. I mean. Tim Tebow probably deserved back-to-back Heisman's at some point in his career. One is a sophomore. Yeah. He stayed for his senior year. I mean, he probably deserved it more than anybody, to be honest. And he they he didn't even come close. I think he was a finalist, but so I guess you could say he came close. But yeah, still. Exactly. Yeah, like Finn says, he's going to have a chance to really put some stats up early on with, with three gimme-type games, kind of get those numbers padded a little bit, get warmed up, and then jump into Ohio State and kind of take off from there. So, and, you know, like Salty said, with Notre Dame's backfield, offensive line, the defense, Hartman could really swing the sword. And, uh, you know, the receiving core is going to be interesting, but I just think the promise and, and, and all the possibilities with these running backs that Notre Dame has yeah. and the way they can use these running backs. That's that's what's got me excited. Between the offensive line, the running backs, and you put an ex- a quarterback with his experience mm-hmm. in the middle of all that. I, again, I'm pretty excited about what this offense is going to look like. So yeah, I give him a, I give him a really solid chance. The question, one of the questions, is going to be like, does Notre Dame get fully behind it, and if so, when? You know, like remember the the whole Josh Adams thing a few years ago, and they didn't even was that, that was just a yeah. I mean, they it it was mid season, but then it wasn't even about Josh Adams. Remember, they did the thirty three trucking and all that mm-hmm. stuff. The award is not a team award; it is a it is an individual award. You have to promote the individual. I know that's yeah. tough, you know, in in a team sport for some you know for some organizations, but. You got to promote the individual if you want him to win the award. So, all right, fill in the blank. Notre Dame getting Ohio State grad transfer defensive end Javante Jean Baptiste from the transfer portal is blank. It is a needed piece. I'll say that it's a needed piece, and they, you know they needed it for depth. It sounds like he's going to be what Notre Dame calls a defensive end, which is the strong side in the last defense, right? So it sounds like he's going to be a strong side guy. You know. They, they need a depth. I mean, I, I think he could be a kid who, based on watching some of his film, I think he could work both. I think he could work a little Viper. I think he could work a little big side defensive end. I think he could be mm-hmm. kind of what they lost in Justin Adamalola, to be honest with you. And we were all kind of upset that he decided to move on. We understand why, but they needed 
they needed a replacement. And whether that was going to be a kid that was already on the roster or not, I still think they needed some depth. And I think, I think this kid fits the bill. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that he's going to be an all American. He's going to, but he was in the rotation at Ohio state. Ohio state had a pretty decent defense. You know, they did a pretty good job against Notre Dame's offensive line. There's no doubt about that. And, you know, going off of, I want to say it was in Brian's article that he has on uh, irishbreakdown.com. He had a 16% win percentage, you know, when it comes to rushing the passer and that's higher yeah. than any defensive end that Notre Dame had. So, you know, I like it. I mean, it's a good depth piece and it could potentially, I think the ceiling could be higher. So that's great. Can you, uh, I'm going to ask for a, a, a repeat of the question, please. <laughs> What's going this, on there in Cleveland today? <laughs> this one wasn't on the script. I just want to make sure I have my uh, subject verb agreement. Notre Dame getting Ohio State grad transfer defensive end Javante Jean-Baptiste from the transfer portal is blank. And and this did, this was a late addition to our rundown. <laughs> but, I, but I texted both of these guys that, you know, the question was going to be in there. Tells me so. that Jesse doesn't listen when you and I talk. I mean, that's what, it, <laughs> yeah, exactly. what I'm hearing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is this is a it, this is where I struggle with because it's like hard to put it into just one word. But I think this addition is fills a much needed hole in the defense. Um, this is a thing that everyone's kind of been talking about as you know that they need to reload on is at the defensive line in linebacker over the offseason. Al Washington's been catching a lot of flack. Uh, and it, it's just great that he was able to kind of go out into this transfer portal, uh, him and, you know, Marcus Freeman to go out and get this guy. I think, like Vince said, it's going to be a guy I, I like uh, on the defensive line. I like like a, a hockey style type rotation. I think that's the best way to, you know, to 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 compare it or give an analogy is you always want new bodies in there kind of, you know, running off the field. And so the more guys that you have, the better. And especially when you end higher end guys, someone like him, you know, with a win percentage of 16 percent. Um, I think I saw he's like a four star overall composite. Like it's never a bad thing when you add that kind of guy to the room and you add him to your kind of hockey line style rotation on the defensive line. You always want fresh bodies in. You always want guys, you know, rushing the passer at a, at a with fresh legs. Uh, so I like all of that. And I think that, again, it was much needed uh, fill in the hole for this defensive line. Before I go any further, I forgot to remind you, hit the like button if you would while you're watching live on the YouTube channel, subscribe, rate, and review. And thanks for being here as always. But, you know, the, I got the connection to Al Washington because Washington, of course, was at Ohio right. State before he came here, so that's good. It's a nice feather in Al Washington's cap with, all, you know, everything else going on. You know, as Vince said, a guy who was productive in a deep rotation there. I saw this on Pro Football Focus today. They they have a – there's a chart – of what they call win shares added from the transfer portal this offseason. I saw that too. So far. And it, it was Notre Dame is far and away <laughs> leading all skyrocketed up there. Yeah. They're leading, they're far and away leading all FBS schools right now in what they have added through the transfer portal right now. They're a little a bit above a 1.2. And now that number, like it doesn't mean anything to me, probably doesn't mean anything to anybody else. But I guess that's 1.2 wins, you know, win shares added. By comparison, UCLA is second behind Notre Dame. They have about a 0.7. So Notre Dame is 1.2. UCLA second at 0.7. Virginia Tech is a around a 0.6. And, you know, the majority of the country is around a zero right now. So when you add this guy, and I still have to look at his name, Jean-Baptiste, <laughs> you, you know, you add him, the, they've already added a, a safety who can play nickel, of course, from Oklahoma State. They've had a receiver. They've added Sam Hartman, who we've talked about. So really good quality that they've been able to add so far. And just as far as what, what this guy could mean, you're, you're probably able to move, like, with the lack of depth, especially in the middle, you get this guy to add to the edge Probably means more of Riley Mills playing defensive tackle. And, I mean, his body getting bigger anyway. And that's probably best for the team and best for him. So, I think it, you know, it it's it's a good piece that they're able to put in place. Yeah. A guy with some experience that they can put in place. And, again, he's got experience without Washington. So, I think that that helps as well. 
Absolutely. I, it's, it's, it's a win-win. I mean, at the very least you have a, you have a rotation guy. I, I think yeah. that's the floor. And so the floor is high as far as what you needed. And that's, that's fantastic because right now they're counting on a lot of young guys to fill some roles and it'd be great if every one of those young guys pans out and is a contributor. Be great. But the odds are somebody's not going to, I don't know who that is. Right. But with this kid, he's got experience. He's a fifth year kid or a sixth year kid. I want to say six year. I think he played, I think he was at Ohio state for five years, but so he's a sixth year kid. He's going to be around. He's going to be a kid that you can count on. He's going to be in the rotation. So this, the floor is very high. And I think the, the opportunity for a ceiling is also there. This is the uh, this is the oh chart we were talking about. Thank you very much, Jesse, for helping us out. You can see where Notre Dame is. Notre Dame is like the spike up at the top, and then again UCLA and, and Virginia Tech, and look where everyone else is clustered in together there around zero and below. So wow, Notre Dame's done pretty well in the transfer portal now already. I think well, you can make the claim that they have been the best in the portal so far. Yeah, I mean according to this, they are. Well, and and not only have they gotten good guys but they filled specific needs yeah that they had going into the offseason we're like okay they got a hole at safety check they got a hole at quarterback check they got a hole in the defensive line check like they're they're meeting their specific needs with good players so i mean i they're really doing a great job in the transfer portal if you ask me We've been talking about the transfer portal, Brent, who just logged in. Thanks for Notre Dame football joining us. Yes, Notre Dame football. That's right. Specifically, the newest grad transfer added, Javante Jean-Baptiste, the defensive end from Ohio State. And I saw a question from Derek. I guess it depends on who departs, but curious how active we are in the second round of the portal. And I don't know. That's Again. that's. That's a good question. You know, it, it, is it is potentially dependent upon who leaves, but more or less we expect more depth type guys to leave. And it, and it also might depend on whose name shows up in the portal in early May when it opens back up again, you know, specific Absolutely. to position and things like that. Absolutely. Because my, my anticipation is that it is going to – they're going to lose some depth guys, but not even depth right. guys that were going to be playing. So yeah. I don't know. And look, they're over 90 scholarships right now. The last time I checked, they're going to need some of those guys to bail. Yeah, I think they're around 95, 96 at this point. Yeah. So they're going to need some guys to bail in order to get back to where they need to be at 85. And so they know for, they, they know there's going to be people leaving maybe right. specifically, maybe not specifically, but they know that they're going to be able to get to where they need to be. And right now that means they need to drop some people. People need to go in order to get them where they don't need to be adding more. Now they still might depending on who leaves, but I, you know, some of the other guys are, are more in tune to this than I am, but I, from what I've heard, I do not anticipate, you know, shocking names to be hitting the portal. So I don't know that they're going to be like, oh crap, we have to replace that kid. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't see that happening. So, we'll, but we'll see. You never know. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time I've been surprised. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, stuff can happen. That's for sure. All right, next question. Fill in the blank. It's blank that former Notre Dame commit turned USC wide receiver turned transfer portal entry. CJ Williams has committed to Wisconsin before his scheduled visit to Notre Dame this weekend. Uh, I'm going to go with not surprising uh, that that uh, he he backed out on the Notre Dame visit and committed uh, to Wisconsin before uh, before you know taking the visit to Notre Dame. I think what's even more surprising in my my end is that he one decided to leave USC after being an early enrollee, uh, only stayed one season, uh, and then is going to a school like Wisconsin. I understand that Wisconsin's getting a new coach. Uh, and Luke Fickle, but when you think of traditionally, you know, Wisconsin over the past at least 10 years, you think of their power run game with Melvin Gordon, Jonathan Taylor, um, et cetera, at running back. So to me, it, it just doesn't seem like the, the necessary best fit. And so if you're going to go somewhere like somewhere like Wisconsin, again, I don't know if Luke Fickle is, you know, guaranteeing that the offense might look a little different. Um, but I, to me, as a, as a premier wide receiver, I'd want to explore all my options and figure out maybe what offense best suits the talents that I can bring. 
Yeah, it's not a, it's not overly surprising at all. You know, when he first went into the portal and Notre Dame expressed a bit of an in, a bit of interest. I mean, you know, I listened to Brian. He's like, yeah, it's probably not going to happen, guys. And, you know, he was trying to let everybody down nice and easy on the board, you know, basically saying, let's not get our hopes up here. And you know what? You know, we, we've talked about this particular situation a lot on the shows. I'm really okay with this. Like, I don't, I don't think that he, I don't think that he's a special talent. You know, an overly special. I like talent. the guy that they added from. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Virginia, Virginia Tech. Tech. Virginia Tech. That's a guy with more experience, more leadership, sure. proven that yep. he's the guy more so than a guy that's unproven and right. still young. And that, and that's the thing. It's like, okay, where does he help your roster? Of course, I'm all about stacking talent on your roster. I mean, that's what you have to do if you want to be competitive. I get that. It just didn't feel right. Like the whole fit from an on the field, off the field, the way he left things with Notre Dame yes. in the first place. And let's be honest, the way he left things now, he schedules a visit and then he doesn't even show up. Like, you know yes. what? You enjoy Wisconsin. Complete agreement. Complete agreement. Jump, like jump around, buddy. Cheese, cheese curds are great, man. Go, go get yeah. you some. Go, you know, go grab you some up because the whole he committed once goes to USC and then he says he's gonna take a visit. Doesn't even take the visit. Fine. Go do your thing. They've got some talent, like Jesse said. I like, you know, the, the Smith, the kid from Virginia Tech, much better anyway. He's tons more experienced, and they've got they've got enough young guys coming up. I, I still wouldn't mind seeing them go get one more guy if he's experienced enough, who who you can add to the mix, especially when you've got a guy like Hartman now. But you know, because like Smith committed before Hartman even committed here you know so that was that was that was a good get to begin with now you've got a quarterback like Hartman and you know if you're a receiver who's transferring that's a pretty good matchup I think for you and again you know between everything else going on with the offense so no skin off off my back as far as I'm concerned you know enjoy Wisconsin again you know sharp cheddar up there cheese curds whatever you want it's all good the reality is he's going to go to Wisconsin. We're never going to hear about him again. I mean, that's just from, from a football standpoint, we're just not going to, and that's well, fine. I mean, go for it, man. Like you do you, he's still going to school for free. He's probably got a little NIL money selling some cheese. And so he'll be all right. So the thing is also, I look at is he's the same class and situation as someone like Tobias Merriweather. So are you more, you know, concerned and excited about the development of someone like Tobias, or did you want two people and potentially, you know, kind of, losing out on, on what the full potential yeah. of someone like Good Tobias point. Merriweather might be. Yep. I think, I, I think there's a lot of stock in Tobias Merriweather. I'd, I'd, I'd buy that, especially considering yeah. he committed here to begin with. So, yep. So I'm, I'm totally fine with him heading to Wisconsin. So we were talking about Sam Hartman off the top of the show tonight. And Finn asks with a bit of locker room, mutiny Andy had this past season do you believe Hartman will have the backing from the team well all they have to do is watch him in practice and they're probably going to be just fine with the way that Sam Hartman handles himself from what everything I've heard Sam Hartman is a good locker room guy he's a good leader he's a good kid and most of the issues that I was aware of that were in the locker room are not there anymore so I'm not overly worried about it, to be honest with you. The issues in the locker room were not from transfers. So I don't think that is going to be a problem. You know, Sam Hartman is going to be wanted, obviously, by the staff. And obviously, he wants to be there with this staff. And so some of the issues that were there really have nothing to do with Sam Hartman and what he's going to bring to the table. So, And like I said, the issues that I heard of, they're not there anymore. So I don't see it being an issue in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the the most important thing is he comes in. Can he deliver? You know, can he show that he's the guy? Yeah. That's the biggest thing. That that's what guys want. They want Absolutely. the guy. Every you know, everyone has friends, but at the end of the day, the guys who are starting are the guys who everyone coaches, players, everyone. Yeah, the guys that you know that that everyone wants on the field are the ones that give them the best chance to win. I think that's gonna. I think that's gonna yep. go the farthest. Yeah, I mean, full disclosure, it, the, all all the people care about players included at the end of the day is who's winning them the games, who's giving uh-huh. you the best chance 
to go to that national championship at the end of the year because that's you know that's what everyone plays for, especially when you're at a program like Notre Dame, who is considered you know a team that is supposed to be in the the final ten every year, if not competing for the playoff and national championship every year. So when a guy is not winning you games or helping you get towards that end goal. I mean, it, it doesn't really matter. You throw it all out the window. If he's a great leader and he's great to his teammates and he wins you games, I mean, there's nothing really else you can say. Yeah. So Marcus Freeman voted TCU fifth in his final coaches poll ballot this week. He put his alma mater, Ohio State, second, followed by Alabama, uh, with, of course, Georgia number one. But Nick Saban voted his team second, put TCU third, while Kirby Smart had TCU second and Alabama sixth. My question to you guys is, should coaches be compelled to keep their the, the, the top four in their ballot? Should they be the four teams who are in the college football playoff? Like you start with those four in whatever order, and then the rest of your ballot goes from there. No, I don't think so because, uh, you know, considering I, I think if the games are a lot closer uh, and more competitive, I guess I should say outside the championship they were, uh, but you saw in the championship that kind of the lopsidedness of one team that kind of, you know, didn't necessarily potentially belong in that top four. And so, no, I, I don't think that you should be compelled to keep those teams in there. I think that's why you play these games. I think that's why you play other important bowl games at the end of the season is you get a final kind of statement, a final exam of how these teams stack up, you know, against the rest of the field. Um, and I, after we get, you know, go around on this, I'd like to hear everyone's take on what their final uh, top six would be. If you could oh. nail in about it. Oh, oh wow. I got to think about it, but I, I was going to say, well, I don't even, yeah. <laughs> while you're thinking about it, I'll go ahead and answer the question. <laughs> Absolutely not should the final four people automatically be in the final four. I mean, the, the top 25 will change after the bowl games. This is a bowl. They're, they're bowl games. Yes. Two teams are playing one more game than everybody else. I get that. But they're bowl games. You should be able to switch things around based on if the If you play in the national games. championship game, you're the runner up. <laughs> I don't buy that. I don't buy that either. Not in college football. You're and not. If you keep it, yes, a close, you, are. you just you, played in the national championship game. Nope. Nope. Yeah. It's not how goals work. Nope. I just think that if, if, if Oh, what a bunch of sore losers. In mo no, in most years, I would agree. But when something like this happens, when a team loses 65 to seven in the national championship, there's clear, you know, gap between one. They and had a night. Else. They had a night. Uh, you know? I think that would happen 10 out of 10 nights. Well, Alabama had a night too. That's Who's to say to it wouldn't have happened it. to anybody else, though? It could have, and could've. I would have bumped them back too. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the name on the front of the jersey. It has to do with the score. I, I you get blown out like that. Sorry, I'm putting you back. I'm, I'm you're you're falling back. And schools like Michigan should be embarrassed after that type. Of What's game. interesting is TCU did end up. You know, again, these are individual coaches voting right. this way. But TCU did end up number two with Michigan third and Ohio State fourth in both polls, and then I'm Alabama four. fifth. Right I, I tend to think that at the very least, one and two, you should be because again, you played in the net, you have a playoff, you played in the national championship game. By definition, you are the national runner up, you know. So, you, you, even if you lose, regardless of what the score is, you shouldn't, you know, finish any farther down than that. And, and I guess what I'm alluding to is like there, there's always like every all these all these coaches have their own agenda when they send in these ballots. Absolutely. Again, like Absolutely. you know, Nick Saban, Nick Saban was trying to convince us from the very you know even to the to the last minute that Alabama deserved right. to be in there despite their losses, and here he comes and he votes him you know votes himself second, and you know meanwhile Kirby Smart has him sixth. You know, I'm again. surprised he didn't vote him first. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, exactly. I'm, I'm really. I would have. Been, I would have not we're, at all been surprised better about than that. Them. <laughs> yeah, would not have been surprised about that in any way. Which is why they shouldn't even have the coaches poll. That's stupid. That right. Still have I mean, them. and theoretically, not even theoretically, it means nothing because all that matters is the final college football playoff right ranking. Absolutely. Know? So it and, doesn't matter. But and at the end of the day, the only one that matters is the people who came in first. So. Right. It's it's semantics, obviously, to talk about two through 130, but they just got embarrassed, man. It's hard to keep them at two after that. It, it just is. 
you know, and it, and not just the fact that they got embarrassed. It looked like they didn't give a crap. Like there were guys that were just laying all day and just well, by the time it's on blocks. I mean, early in the game, 45 to seven. I oh, mean, no, I'm talking early in the game. There's wide receivers out there just like, yeah, whatever. You know, guys trying not even making tackles, making business decisions. Like it was, it was ugly. It was ugly. You don't get to be the number two team. Sorry. I don't know. They didn't look prepared. Yeah. So what would your top six look like, Jess, oh, since you were you decided you needed to quiz us? I just one Georgia, two Ohio State, uh, three Tennessee, four Alabama, five Michigan, uh, five TCU, six uh, Michigan. I just can't put those teams in there. You know, I'm sorry. They they didn't even win their conference, let alone, you know, get I'll to reiterate the playoff. reiterate to give Vince some time. One Georgia. That high. <laughs> Two Ohio State, three Tennessee, four Alabama, five TCU, uh, six Michigan. What do you have one, Sean? Because I'm gonna. I'm I just can't believe the people that still have Alabama I, finishing over Tennessee. Tennessee beat them in the regular season, also won a New Year's Six bowl game, and so anyone yeah. that says Bama is in front of Tennessee, I argue why play a regular they, season. And you know, again, there's politicking going on. These, of you know, these. These things get made public and everyone gets to see them. I completely agree. Tennessee was clearly the better team. You know, based on what I said, I would put Georgia first, TCU second. I, I would probably have, I guess it's, you know, Michigan did win the head-to-head. So I would have to put Michigan third and then Ohio State fourth. I would, like Jesse said, I would put Tennessee fifth and probably Alabama sixth. Really, like once you get... Once you get out of that, everyone's got two losses, and there are a lot of very equal, you know, even teams. So it's, you know, like Penn State ended up seventh. That's what I mean. Once you fall really out of six, it's I really like don't a... feel like Penn State was the seventh best team in the country this year. Like, who was ever talking about uh, Penn State as an elite team? I you hate know? Penn State. Penn State. Penn State ended so up bad. where they are because their two losses are, you know, were to two playoff teams, and they they beat everybody else in a week big 10 you know it was very yeah. top heavy so here, here's on, my Vince. issue give it to no, us. no i've got it i've got it and it, it's gonna totally go against my argument that i just had <laughs> because <laughs> i i don't think so as i look at this right and i look at individual matchups like a lot of these teams played each other yeah and that means a lot to me as far as what happened on the field and so my top six will be georgia tcu michigan Ohio State, Tennessee, Alabama. That's what my final six would be because, you know, yes, TCU got absolutely embarrassed. They don't belong. I don't think they belong in the two-hole, but the problem is they beat Michigan on the field. And then (laughs) Michigan beat Ohio State. So they should be above them. I, I, You know, and then Tennessee beat Alabama. So they should be above them. So it actually – it all kind of works out <laughs> that way. And, and I mean, it, you, you know, know, kind of to Mike, Michael says South Carolina beat Tennessee. So Notre Dame should be ahead of Tennessee. And I mean, in, in reality, Tennessee beat Clemson, Notre Dame beat both South Carolina and Clemson. So, so if A equals B, yeah, B the transitive property doesn't really a. work. In That's right. Football. I, That's I right. go much more along the lines of what did you do against each other on the field? Not what did your <laughs> right. opponent do against somebody else? That's exactly. It is about <laughs> matchups and it is about this. Then I know you guys are just goofing, but like it, it, it is like if you played head to head on the field, Winner goes ahead. I'm sorry. I that's that's the where that's the where I come from. I know there's somebody that's employed by Irish Breakdown that does not go by that, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, NFL playoffs start this weekend. Wild card round. Is there a game that interests you the most this weekend? I'll I'll take the I'll take this one first because I think everybody thinks that you guys are going to go Dallas Tampa Bay. Uh, because obviously you guys are Cowboy fans. My team is trying to figure out who they're going to get with the number one pick. So I'm, I'm just in it to watch football, okay? Uh, and to be honest with you, Dallas-Tampa Bay has the most excitement around it, and it's the game of all of these games. If you said you could only watch one game, that's the one. I mean, that's that's the game I would watch, if I'm being honest. I'm watching old man Tom Brady 
versus Dallas. And I want to see old man Brady go down. So I'll be rooting on the Cowboys along with you fellas. Uh, so I'm going to omit, uh, omit, emit, uh, omit, omit, <laughs> omit the Cowboys and Buccaneers game because clearly that is the game I am the most concerned about. I have the most, you know, I'm glued to it every play, every second. But outside of that, I'm going to say uh, there's two games for me, really. And um, I, I t- it was hard for me to, to pick one. I'm going to give both and then I'm going to pick mm, one. Mm. I like uh, the Giants and Vikings. And I also like the Jaguars and Chargers. Um, I, I like them both for different reasons. I think that the Giant. this is the second time the Giants and Vikings are meeting each other. Uh, they played in the regular season. It was a good game. The Vikings barely squeaked it out. Um, I think there's big, huge upset potential in that game for the Giants to sneak that one out. And then I'm also very interested in this Jaguars game because the Jaguars are hot. Um, I think in the last thing, yeah, they're hosting this game. Uh, So, you know, Chargers got to come all the way across the country. Uh, Mike Williams is going to be out at wide receiver. That's a huge loss for them. Um, And I think in the last, I was reading the last 10 weeks, Trevor Lawrence is the highest graded quarterback out of all NFL quarterbacks. He's been a stud. And I want to see if that last week though. Yeah. So I I want to see if that, that holds up. Uh, in the playoffs, I want to see what Trevor Lawrence has made about, you know, what he's made of in the playoffs. And I think uh, the last shot I'll get out here um, as I think that this is a huge shot at Urban Meyer and who he has as a coach from them going to how bad they were <laughs> last year and then getting a whole new coaching staff and then and then making the playoffs. Trevor Lawrence looks completely different. So I'm going to say the, the the Jaguars and Chargers game is a game I am most interested in. <laughs> Jesse said, just said Trevor Lawrence. Was I mean, fine. look at that hair. <laughs> How he's not on a head and shoulders commercial. I don't know. I know. I know. So obviously the one that I actually care about the most is Monday night. And I'm glad that it's Monday because I'm traveling part mm-hmm. of Saturday and I've got a game and then traveling Sunday. The one that I am most interested in, though, is 49ers Seahawks. And now I'm, I'm pretty pretty sure that the 49ers are going to win this game. I don't know how competitive it ends up being. I told Vince before we started, the game that I picked was going to have a connection. My rationale was going to have something to do with Notre Dame. So the San Francisco 49ers use 21 personnel more than any team in the NFL. All right. And they're very effective with it. So like Tommy Reese, you know, has has had this eye on NFL and and everything, you know, the you know, back to the McVay roots and all that different kind of stuff. And you know, Shanahan and, and McVay had, you know, the connection and all that as well. But to me, like watching the San Francisco offense, just watch a little bit of that 49ers game and watch when they run their 21 stuff. And when you look at what the strength of next year's team should be, the offensive line, the quarterback. And all those running backs and the things that they can do, again, with having two running backs on the field, they all can catch passes, you know, so you can either, you know, you can put one in the backfield, you can put two in the backfield, you can flank them all out if you want to and have empty and and the things that they can do with that 21 personnel. So that's that's what, you know, kind of piques my curiosity is is watching the 49ers as much as I don't like them the things that they can do the imagination they can have like like, that's like part of the potential I think Notre Dame's offense can have because of that special group of of running backs they're going to have next season so you text Tommy tell him to watch make sure you're watching this game (laughs) hey the the Seahawks are gonna the Seahawks are gonna cover that spread don't don't doubt the Seattle Seahawks you got a great experienced head coach and Pete Carroll it's going to be a monsoon out there Lots of rain. I think that's going to also equal out the playing field. I think that game's going to be a lot closer uh, than what what people think. I think there's huge upset potential in that game, actually. I'd be really – I don't know about upset potential. Yeah. I think it could be pretty close, though. But Just throw my you, tidbit out there. Oh, no, I know. You can throw your kids all anywhere you want. <laughs> that's fine. What two teams are you picking right now to meet in the Super Bowl? 49ers and Bills. Okay. I like what the 49ers do offensively. I, I do. I mean, you were just There's talking gritty. about it. They I, play I, hard, I, physically. I, really, I Physical haven't watched a lot of line. Yeah, yeah, I haven't watched a lot of 49ers football. Great defense. I've seen a lot of clips that I really like about them. I just – there's a lot of NFC teams that I don't trust, to be honest with you. 
Unfortunately, Dallas is one of them. Uh, I think they've got the talent to be there, but I don't know that they're going to be able to put it all together and make a run. So I agree with Jesse. I think it's going to be the Bills, and I think it's going to be San Francisco. I'm going San Francisco and Cincinnati. I just oh. I, I like where the Bengals are rolling right now. They've back already got back. a head-to-head win over Kansas City. What's that? I said back-to-back years for the Bengals. Bold prediction. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't typically pick, but just the way they're playing right now, and again, they've beaten Kansas City once. And you know this this next question that we're going to get to if Cincinnati is in the AFC Championship game, it's not going to be a neutral site. Game. Right. It would be, you know, either in Buffalo or in Kansas City, basically. But I'm just going. I'm gonna. All right. Joe Burrow hasn't lost to the Chiefs yet, so I know. I'm just. And putting Brock it out Purdy there. hasn't lost as a starter <laughs> on the other side. That's I just true. think when the 49ers uh, eventually meet the the Eagles in the NFC Championship uh, or potentially the Cowboys, that they're just more of a team that's put together. They have a they're just like a well oiled machine defensively. They're stout. They don't commit penalties. They play physical. They play hard nosed. You know all of it. They're just a very detailed football team. And I think the Cowboys get too sloppy. And then I yep. think the the inexperience on the Philadelphia staff would get to them against the 49ers. Yeah, I think so. So the NFL did decide on Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta for the site of the potential Kansas City-Buffalo AFC Championship game if those two teams get that far. And the neutral site will only be used if it's both the Chiefs and the Bills. That's the only case. So you've got Mercedes-Benz Dome Stadium in Atlanta. Do you buy or sell it for the location of this potential neutral site game? I buy this, and I, I've seen a lot of chatter this week. I saw something from Nick Wright saying, you know, both of these teams are outdoor teams, so if they were hosting, why would you not put it in outdoor elements, which I get. But, you know, it, I, I don't know. I, for a fan, someone who's watching the game, I want the best product at all times, and that's in a dome. You have nice domes. You don't have to worry about the weather. You, you, you know, both teams are on an equal playing field, essentially, because weather can sometimes benefit – one team compared to the other. Like when I was playing in high school, every time we played a triple option offense and the field was flooded out, how are you supposed to, you know, stop a team that's getting two to three yards and kind of false starting every time. So, you know, there's, there's, there's things like that. I think in the most equal playing field that you play in a dome, you let, you know, it's just the best viewer um, experience. I think you get the best performance out of both teams. Would it be fun to play outside? Sure. But the dome is the right answer to me. I just want to make sure now: Are you accusing anyone, any yes, triple option teams in the area, of flooding out their fields before you played them? Yes, and it's not even oh. flooded out. It's like um, the um, worst. Um. They don't even. They don't even. The, the rain is like the added cherry on top because they There's don't Milton maintain fan. it on purpose. They 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 let it go crappy, and then when it rains, it turns. It's even a better advantage for them. It's not well kept, and then the rain comes, and it's like oh. We don't care about the rain because we already play on a crappy field. I was going to say, I can I can tell you from the last few years of experience, they know the field is crappy. They don't like it either. I, you know, different head coach back then, but they do know the field is crappy, and they've been they've been they've been lobbying to uh, to get the funds to get themselves a turf field. But that's that's a different story for a different day. They can Vince, get a video board. They can get a turf field. <laughs> they choose. Time. They yeah. choose it. Yeah, exactly. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, God, what do we, oh, the neutral site game. I was like, we're all talking about high school football. Like I'm in, uh, but anyway, the, the neutral site, 
it's fine. I, I think that, you know, Kansas City and Buffalo are two of the most high-powered offenses out there as well. And as a neutral right. party fan who doesn't give a crap either way who wins, I want to see some points put on the board. You want to see those offenses go yeah, to work. Absolutely. And so yeah, I'm okay I suppose. with it. I'm, I'm okay with it. <laughs> I knew that this would be your response. I'm okay, I'm okay with it because I like to see points being scored. But like, what I if thought, there's like four feet of snow in the forecast in Buffalo? You want to watch a game like that? Yes. Come on. Yes. Yes. I yes. do, I, I do want to see that too. That's, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I want I want the breath coming out of their mouths. I want their faces <laughs> frozen as yes. numb as they can be. I want to yep. see red snot, you know, frozen dripping on their mustaches and beards. That's what I want because they're cold weather teams. And I want to see them play in cold weather. That's that's what I would much prefer to see than than seeing a sterile environment in a dome stadium. You're not that's, wrong. You're not wrong. I like <laughs> points. I like offense, but it's the playoffs. Yeah. And I I also like snow games, man. I do. Yeah. I, so, yeah. I, I I did hear some stuff uh, kind of kicking around in some different reports that there has been talk over the last few years, I guess, within the NFL about permanent AFC and NFC neutral site games, which I Ooh. personally think would be a horrible idea. But Terrible. there's there's kind of some, you know, maybe kicking the tires on this to see how this goes, playing it in a dome stadium and all that stuff. I think it would just stink if you if you take it, you know, off you know, home field advantage for the conference championship games. I think having the having partisan fans there and, and just the environment is just so much different than than putting it on a neutral site. I mean, you know, the the Super Bowl ends up being a, a corporate event anyway. Yes. There are very few actual fans who get to show up. So correct. Keep yep. the conference championship games in uh in home stadiums. Completely agree. It would sterilize the that weekend of the playoffs. That's no fun for me. Sorry. Hard pass. Yep. So the NFL also announced its Pro Bowl games and skills competitions this week because there's not going to be an actual Pro Bowl game for the first time ever. So here are some of the events they're going to have. Flag football game. They're going to have a dodgeball game. They're going to have a lightning round water balloon contest where two different guys toss water balloons back and forth from different distances to see if they can you know, not blow them up. They've got longest distance golf drive. They've got a precision passing contest for the quarterbacks, best catch contest for receivers, a gridiron gauntlet with teams of five players who pull a weighted wall, climb over walls under tape, you know, kind of an obstacle course kind of thing. And then kick, cat toe for kickers and punters. They try to, you know, complete a line of three kicks you know, it's, I guess there's like a a, a, a tic-tac-toe board out on the field and the kickers and punters, you know, basically play kick-cack-toe. What do you guys think of, of all this for the uh, for the Pro Bowl? That's what I think about the whole Vince thing. Vince is a huge fan. Oh, man. <laughs> That's terrible. That is terrible. Dodgeball? It sounds like field day at your local elementary school in June. That's what all of those things sound like to me. The only thing that might be remotely interesting would be the accuracy contest by the quarterbacks and maybe kick cat toe because that would actually be pretty difficult to do. Other than that, boring. I don't want to. Ha- I really want to see NFL players play dodgeball, yes, each- or, or water balloon I'm, toss. Yeah. I'm much it. more likely to watch any of this than I was the Pro Bowl. I've probably watched. 10 total minutes of Pro Bowl over the last 10 years. And I'm not saying that one's better than the other because they're both terrible. Why don't just make it like an All-America team like they do in college? They don't go play a game. You're just named the team. That's it. I don't need to see a game. I don't dodge, need to see duck, skills dip, to dive, and dodge, so Vince. Come on. Stupid. Are you kidding me? Water balloon toss? Come on. It sounds more like a uh, like a bridal shower than it does, you know, actual <laughs> talented men going up against each other. Yeah, Vince is just being a straight hater right now. I think this is I think I didn't realize a, I didn't realize we had like an an 80-year-old guy on this show. That's what I mean like right everyone oh, complains Vince Gates is turning into like grumpy old man. This by is the you day. know everyone <laughs> everyone complains about the Pro Bowl just like they complain about the NBA All-Star game just like they complain about the MLB All-Star game. It's just you know, there's not enough action. It's kind of boring, and you tell you can tell. I think the MLB All Star Game is the most competitive out of the three. Um, but it, this, 
guys are what are seeming to make business decisions, right? No one wants to get hurt, especially the NBA one, because it's the middle of the season. Don't want a guy tearing an ACL. And just like you don't want some of the best players to get hurt at the end of the season, you know, going into the offseason. So what do you do? You lighten it up. You try to find ways to be competitive and fun at the same time and get viewers, you know, to, to tune in. That's really what it what it's all about, in my opinion. I'm more inclined to tune in and watch the various skills competitions, uh, the kick cat toe, the, the best catch competition. I, I tuned in last year when they started doing some of the more stuff like Micah Parsons ran a 40 yard dash against Tyreek Hill and lost by like half a step. I was very I'm surprised they aren't like doing that. some of that kind of stuff, you know, but so, yeah, I think overall, that would be fun too. I think it's great because it spices it up and it's allowing for the fans to gain, you know, to tune in and actually watch it because that's what they want. They want it to, you know, to sell and to make money. And then the players themselves don't have to worry about getting hurt uh, and, and stuff like that. So I'm all aboard. I think it's a win for both sides uh, in this situation. Here's the difference for me. Even the way they play the Pro Bowl, the three of us could not participate and still look decent. Okay. <laughs> the three of us could do balloon toss. We could yeah! do dodgeball. We could do all the crap that they're doing, except for maybe kick cat toe in the accuracy contest. Okay. If a, 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 an average Joe can participate in these events, they shouldn't have them. It's a waste of time. <laughs> these are supposed to be high level athletes paying millions of dollars to play balloon toss. Well, they've got a three point shooting contest every year at the, you know, in the NBA. Uh, it's like, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of dudes who never played who can go out there and and shoot Drain some, some threes. threes. Yeah, yeah, you're not so. wrong. You are not wrong. I think I, the longest drive I golf like comp contest is going to be so fun. I want to see uh, these jacked up football. Yeah, but these <laughs> jacked up football players just trying to launch a golf ball as far as they can. Like it's just it's just fun to see how these how these these skills as football players translate into these maybe more kind of intermediate games or skills that. Vince, quote unquote, anyone could do. I'd like to see you go out there and dodge a ball from freaking Gino Smith coming at your head. Let's go. Let's go. It's very Battle of the Network stars. From I like am back literally from a gym teacher. I teach dodgeball. <laughs> Let's go. I let's do it. I have put Vince. Kids are you on over the tail? Are you a little? See, that's what they arm? should do. They or should get a like a team action? of. They should. They should like get a team of fans yes. out there and let a that team of fans compete against them as well. I would tune yeah. into that. Average Joes versus NFL players. Yeah, you're ball? right. Average Absolutely. Joes won the dodgeball. I saw I saw a uh, a meme or a tweet or whatever it was. I think this morning that uh, Max Duggan, the TCU quarterback, they showed a picture of him and Steve the Pirate from Dodgeball. <laughs> Someone said I didn't realize Max Duggan was the pirate from Dodgeball, and it's like. It could be. You just oh. age him just a little bit, and it could easily be the same guy. Steve that the Pirate great. could have been Max's dad, I think. That so. is fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. Arr. Arr. Arr, Peter. All right. Oh. Last question tonight. Progressive Insurance has these new commercials where they have an instant replay for little disagreements about what happened in your house. I don't know if you guys have seen these I have. or not. <laughs> I love so, these. For example, like if a husband says he put away the dishes, but the wife says, no, you didn't. You know, the husband throws his red challenge flag and a replay crew rushes in the room to settle the dispute. So my question is, would having one of these in real life help you or hurt you more on a daily basis? I think that it would allow me to think that I'm going to win more. But in reality, I would lose more because I have had a very terrible memory after starting like full-time work and like I don't know I thought that like things would get maybe I, I would I never thought that my memory would go as I got older this drastically but I seem to forget things 20s. I know that's what I mean I, I, I seem to forget like what so much now and I know that I would think every time I'm gonna win this one I'm gonna throw the red flag, and I would lose so I would I would think that my winning percentage would be like 75 percent but really it'd be like 25 percent that's actually a really good explanation. You sound like a married man already. <laughs> yeah. uh, I've had almost 20 years of marriage under my belt. My head still thinks I should win more arguments than I know I will. And so <laughs> I'd be throwing that challenge flag all the time, and it would be very disappointing. Because I think it'd be demoralizing because you'd be like, I really, really am would, wrong this this. It much. really would be. I would be wrong all the time. <laughs> yeah, I would be wrong all the time. <laughs> I think it would at least get to 50-50, though. 
because maybe <laughs> there are times where you know like i think well i did this and you know whatever and then you know i start you know like like where'd you you know where'd you put my hat or you know wherever it, it happens well i didn't put the hat anywhere and you know it's like oh yeah i probably did actually put it yeah. over there that that was me but there are other times where you know like if we had a true you know, there, there are plenty of things in my house that just completely disappear and never show back up again. <laughs> that yeah. would very pretty... much aid you. Yes. Yes. I think you're right. Because I think things end up in the trash that no one will admit to. So <laughs> I think that happens around here, you know, more times than anyone will admit. So I think I would win some challenges Ooh. if we had that. <laughs> Those are great commercials, though. The first couple I saw, I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> I, I, I actually like the one, uh, it was the mom and the daughter and about the sweet potatoes. And, I don't know if I've seen that one. Oh, it's pretty good. Like, there are, you know, the grandma was like, how come you don't have sweet potatoes? And they're like, well, because, you know, the daughter forgot to buy them. And, and she's like, forgot to buy them. They weren't on the list. And she's like, yes, they were. They throw the flag. See, they, there were you not, go. they were not on Perfect. the list. And, and uh, the mom says uh you know we forgot and then the daughter kicks her under the table she's like i forgot put it on the li- it, it, i that was that was a good one that was a good one for sure all right well that's gonna do it for tonight good stuff tonight there was there 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 were one or two that i thought i was gonna have on the list today and then the list kept expanding so i'm it was like a big well list. i want to do one quick one i want us to go through the the nfl games and pick who you think wins bing 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 oh bing, my bing, bing, God. Bing, bing. Just for fun. And we get to revisit it. Are we going to revisit our picks? I just want to, yeah, we'll see at the, we'll come back. There's like six games next week. We'll, we'll we'll keep like a running, maybe playoff tally to see, see who does the best. All right. It's a big topic this weekend. Come on. Okay. All right. Well, we'll I'm struggling to find upsets. I know there are going to be upsets, but I struggle to find any. So I'll start Seahawks. uh, Seahawks are going to lose to the 49ers. The Jaguars are going to beat the Chargers. Uh, the Bills will beat the Dolphins. The Giants will beat the Vikings. What was your upset? The Bengals will beat the Ravens. And the last game of the week on Monday night football. Say it. Just say it. Say it. I've convinced myself <laughs> all week that the Buccaneers are going to win this game. But I'm saying it now. The Cowboys are going to win. Okay. How about you, Vince? All right. So I will go with San Francisco. I will also yep. go with Jacksonville, uh, Buffalo, Minnesota, Cincinnati, and Dallas. So 49ers, <laughs> clean sweep there. I'm going to go with the Chargers. I'm just, uh, you know, the, the Jaguars are rolling a little bit here, but they it's not like they've played great, especially, you know, like I was saying, that Tennessee game last week so i'm gonna go with the chargers i think they're a little bit better i like buffalo i really wish that tua was playing in that yeah. game to actually make Same. it a game it'd be fun i know um the giants vikings game is probably the toughest one it was so close the first time and the vikings have the minus you know the negative point differential for the season i'm i'm just gonna go with the home team the vikings just because the Giants are so fashionable, you know, like everyone is on the Giants. So I'm just going to say the Vikings win this game. They'll probably, you know, they'll end up losing next week, but I think they'll they'll win this week. You know, again, no Lamar Jackson for the Ravens. So I think the Bengals are an easy Huntley pick. might not even play. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. And I think I saw today the Ravens' chances to win go down to 11. It's like 19% if Huntley plays and it goes down to 11% if he doesn't play. <laughs> Cowboys Buccaneers I honestly just don't know like I'm so all week is how crappy the Cowboys are on grass and of course you've got the Tom Brady factor and the Cowboys haven't been playing well and they're wearing the road blues in the playoffs yeah I know you've heard that that narrative Dak is one and three a lot of interceptions you know Dak Dak also like I, I, I keep hearing like Chris Russo on ESPN when he's on there on first take with, with Stephen A talk about Dak has never won a road playoff game. Well, guess what? He's only played one road playoff game. So while technically that might be true, he's also only ever had that opportunity. Small sample once. size. Yes, that's right. 
I, I'm just gonna pick Dallas. Yes, I, yes. I really, woo, I really woo. don't. I really don't think they're gonna win, but I'm picking them. So <laughs> no, you mean that? You don't just throw out wins and losses out there. You pick. Yeah. You know, you, you're you're the guy who gives the most honest answers. You'll pick against your <laughs> okay. team. I know that you truly mean that. Okay. All right. So we can all be heartbroken. Like I said, I'm, <laughs> I'm bringing in a cocktail vendor Monday because <laughs> gonna it's need true. It. It's true. He's going to be all sorts of nerves on Monday when we do the show. Just everybody oh. wait and watch. Yeah. It's going to be awful. All right. That's all. That's that's all. And this, you know, this is this is like my worst case scenario, even though I'm glad I, I am glad that I get to at least watch the playoff game and it's on Monday night instead of Sunday when I'll be, you know, again, I've got a game and traveling and all that stuff. So at least it's Monday. But at the same time, what do I hate about primetime games the most? What have I said before? You'd have to stay up late yep. if your team is in it. And then, you know, you've got to stay up till 1130, 12 o'clock to, you know, You're starting to see to what like happens. Men's. And then <laughs> you just deal with the bitterness if it doesn't happen and you got to go to bed and, you know. Lay I like when my team plays first in the week. It gets it over with. I have to watch everyone else and know that the Cowboys are the, the, the finale of the week. I think that's the worst part. Yes, exactly. We've got. We've got some split. I think this is the just this is just the second time they've had a Monday night playoff game. They just started this last year. Tom okay. Brady never uh, lost to the Cowboys. That, yeah. that narrative is also out there. We'll have Buck and Buck and Aikman. Yeah, that's right. Tom Brady's never lost to the Cowboys, but he's also <laughs> never played the Cowboys in the postseason. So I don't know if that's good or bad. This conversation is just made my stomach hurt. <laughs> hey, you brought it up. Into it. You brought it up. <laughs> All right. Well, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you Monday. Vince and I will be back on Monday. Jesse and I will be here Tuesday. We'll see what we're talking about. Oh, boo, Kenneth O'Donnell. Hit the like button, though, if you would. Subscribe, rate, and review, and we'll talk to you later. IB Nation Sports Talk Rapid Fire. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.